Welcome to Paranormal Prowlers Podcast. I'm your host, Tessa Morrow, and that, of course, was the lovely Bobby Mackey. Now, my fellow Coloradans, especially those located in Denver, will know what I'm talking about when I say Blucifer. For years, as I would go to DIA, Denver International Airport, that Mustang standing proudly on display, he never affected me. I thought it was cool. But some people demanded the blue Mustang be taken down. I'm getting way ahead of myself. Let's go back a bit, shall we? I know, kind of a lame rewind sound, but that's okay. So stationed on a hill south of the airport, you will see the blue Mustang. I mean, you can't miss him. He's 32 feet tall, cobalt blue. Sculpture demands your attention with red, piercing, glowing eyes. This Mustang represents the wild spirit of the old American West. In time, to some, it also represents the four Ds. Death destruction, despair, and of course those debates. Now in 1992, the DIA Art Committee granted New Mexican artist Luis Jimenez, who actually was a dear friend of my Aunt Mary Jo's, they granted him $300,000 to create this fantastic sculpture. This gave Luis less than three years to create and complete the special project. Not only was this the deadline, but it was also when the airport would be opening its doors and gates to the public. They paid Luis 165000 bucks up front. Now, unfortunately, due to a cornea transplant, he'd gotten over two decades earlier, the transplant was starting to deteriorate. This makes him miss his 1994 deadline and leaves many people thinking that this Mustang will never be finished. Even when the state granted several extensions, the dates were never met with completion. Fast forward to nine years later of its original deadline, the airport has been up and running for several years now, and the blue Mustang, nowhere to be seen. Where is it? Here? There? Nowhere. Nowhere to be seen. Well, the city files a lawsuit against Jimenez for the $165,000 because they did pay him in advance, you know. They wanted their money back if they weren't going to get what they paid for. So they agreed to drop the suit if the project would be finished and complete by the end of that year. Well, guess what? It stayed incomplete. Fast forward To June 13th, 2006, the Mustang is nearly complete. Luis is rushing around in his studio, desperate to finish this project. He was using a rope to hoist a section of the sculpture into place so that it could be welded. Well, heartbreakingly, 
the hoist broke and part of that 9,000 pound sculpture fell on the 66 year old Santa Fe, New Mexico artist, pinning him to the ground and in the process slicing and severing an artery in his leg. The result, Luis Jimenez died on his studio floor bleeding out. In early 2008, it's complete by the late Luis Jimenez's son. It arrives in Denver, where a few months later, in June, I believe, a formal dedication ceremony takes place. The sculpture is appraised at a value of $2 million. Named the Blue Mustang, but has been called several different nicknames as, wait for it, Satan's Steed, Denver Doom Horse, the Blue Stallion of Death, the Untamed Mustang of the Apocalypse, <laughs> Diablo, and of course when they spell Diablo, they do a capital D-I-A, just like the airport, and of course, dun-dun-dun, Lucifer. His eyes glowing, so even on the darkest of days and nights, there's no missing Lucy. A few days ago, my sister Casey just flew in from Denver, and it was late at night, and we were picking her up, me and my dad, and on the way back, oh, you could just you could just see him, just <laughs> So as many things in life, haters came out of the woodwork. A local realtor created a Facebook group called, wait for it, DIA's heinous blue Mustang has got to go. Oh, come on, people. Over a thousand people signed up as members. Soon it becomes a national news story. Many people believing the sculpture is a killer and demand it be removed. Really, guys? Sorry, but just leave the Mustang alone. Thankfully, he's way the hell over out of town and on the way to the airport, you know, where you can altogether avoid the sculpture. You know, when I see things I don't like, I just kind of ignore them. So there's my two cents. So go by there today, and there the blue Mustang, Lucifer, Diablo, whatever you call it, there it remains. People have tried to get it taken away, and today it still stays there. So it's not political, it's not religious, it's not an offensive piece. Why some hate it to the degree that they do? You know, I just, you'll never know sometimes. So do you live in Denver? What are your thoughts on the blue Mustang? I'd be really interested to hear your opinion, have a story regarding Lucifer. I'm intrigued. Hit me up, throw an email my way, paranormal.prowlers.podcast at gmail.com. So Lucifer may have some haters. We all do. I'm sure there's a few that don't like me. It's okay. But he also has some fans. So for several years now, the Blue Mustang has been the center of attention when it comes to the paranormal community. Investigators and researchers deeply interested in the haunting claims. Many believe Lucifer to be cursed. It is widely believed that the late artist haunts the area where Lucifer proudly stands. Throughout the years, there have been countless sightings of Luis Jimenez. Many have actually captured his apparition on camera. He's not shy, folks. That's uh, one place that I've been to several times passing through. But I might have to have somebody take me and boot me out of the car. There's no parking right there. I don't know how the paranormal investigators get there. 
But uh, anyway, holistic healers wonder if the sculpture has a connection to the blue star Kachina, a Hopi prophecy. A Kachina, or a spirit that signifies the coming of the beginning of the new world by appearing in the form of a blue star, or blue horse? The blue star Kachina is said to be the ninth and final sign before the day of purification, described as a catastrophe that will lead to the purification of planet Earth. Yikes. I'll just stick to investigating the paranormal, folks. <laughs> Others believe that the blue Mustang bears an incredible resemblance to the horse witnessed by men unwillingly subjected to time travel and the Montauk Project, also known as the Philadelphia Experiment. One outrageous belief, and no offense to those who believe this, but it is thought by some that the blue Mustang, Lucifer, will eventually provide transportation for one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Sounds more like a Hollywood movie than real life, but this day and age, you never know. The blue Mustang isn't the only haunting and mysterious thing going on here at DIA. One popular belief, not fact, but belief is that this huge airport was built on top of sacred Native American burial ground. Not smart, my friends, just saying. So, okay, that can be true or perhaps it's more myth or tell. But what I'm about to share next is very much true and several people have experienced it themselves. When the airport started to play Native American chants on a loop on the pedestrian bridge that linked Concourse A and the Jefferson terminal building, travelers started complaining of being pushed by unseen hands. Some experienced their luggage suddenly move on its own, being knocked down for no reason at all with no one nearby. Then, of course, the overwhelmingly sense of dread that you're not alone, that you're being watched by unseen eyes. Been there before. Poltergeist activity got so bad here that tribal elders actually went in and conducted a ritual to appease the restless spirits in 1995. Be interesting to see that. So some speculate that the airport was built over super top secret subterranean command bunkers for the New World Order. I remember when I was there long ago. It was a long day of traveling, and I just wanted to go home, which was about a two-hour drive home from DIA. I have my luggage in my hands, and I see this bizarre mural in front of me, described as a Nazi alien soldier. He's quite a menacing soldier. He's impaling a dove with a saber, all while brandishing a machine gun. This is part of the Children of the World Dream of Peace mural. It spreads to two panels. It's definitely something to check out if ever at this airport. Another mural I should mention is called In Peace and Harmony with Nature. Also spanning out to two panels, one section shows the diversity of natural life and the other depicts the extinction of animals and cultures at the hands of modern humans. When it comes to art, DIA sure as hell doesn't slack around. The art is more on the unique and bizarre side for sure. Some of the murals have long been cited by conspiracy theorists as evidence of either a secret Masonic apocalypse shelter, a super secret CIA underground base, or dun dun dun, 
an alien colony. So why Denver International Airport? Why do the conspiracy theorists obsess with it? There have been bizarre accusations when it comes to this unique airport, from the apocalypse to implicating the airport itself had something to do with the brutal murder of sweet John Benet Ramsey. I, I mean, I know, it's outrageous. One local religious group even went as far as to believe that DIA was built as part of a plot to murder the people that Lucifer, not Lucifer, folks, but that Lucifer hates. Can't forget to mention the gargoyles at the luggage carousels. It's no shocker that this airport has such a handful of oddities. Fun fact, not only is it a massive ass airport, but to date, DIA is the largest airport in the United States by area, with an impressive 53 square miles, having the longest public use runway available in the country, 16,000 feet long, approximately three miles long. Now, while doing research for this episode, I ran into an interview with a security officer and saw something that I thought was interesting and I wanted to share with you guys. Quote, while DIA was being built, I was a security officer and occasionally patrolled the construction site, which held several abandoned mobile home parks. The area had previously been for occult practices, including rumors of satanic worship ceremonies, so it often felt a little eerie. Well, one evening I saw a man walk into the mobile home we were using as an office. So, I pulled up my car and walked into the building, noting a fresh set of footprints in the dirt leading up to the steps. I searched the whole premises, but he was gone. The back door and the windows were welded shut, and there was no way out except for the front door, which I had my eyes on the entire time. Nobody could have exited without me seeing them, but still, he wasn't there. And when I went back outside, his footprints were also gone. Only mine remained. I still get the chills now talking about it. Unquote. So, I mean, wow, no doubt that would be super eerie, especially when it comes to the history behind that location with the occult and satanic worshiping and what have you. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Take a listen to the others. They are equally awesome. Subscribe to Paranormal Prowlers Podcast through iTunes, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, and basically anywhere you can find podcasts. See you next week. Mm-hmm.